As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Mr. Shoots Magoots. What's up, dude? Wild week. Great week. Not actually a great week. I just remember that the Sixers lost last week. Yeah. Fuck me. Why did I have to remember that? I was like, this is a great week. There's so much going on. We've got so much momentum. We've got VPR to talk about. We're pumped about talking about that. I was like, let's just bypass everything and just get right into the episode. And then I'm like, shit, something bad happened this week. We're not going to talk about that. Whatever. You already brought it up. But we don't have to like, yeah, yeah, you know. Look, I've been looking forward to recording tonight because I needed a little pick me up. I didn't have a bad day. But I had a long day. I was at I was at the gym. I had clients this morning, and immediately after that, I had to do my patio because I made mm-hmm. I made a patio. I built a patio on my side yard, and it's been a fucking disaster. Like I, my end of things was great. I did my job. I dug the fucking hole. I put the gravel and I put the sand and I leveled. It took me forever, and I got the pavers. And I talked to the guy. I was like, are these going to be delivered tomorrow? Because if not, I'm going to try to stick them in my truck. It might break my truck, but I'm going to stick them in my truck. I'm going to get these home because I'm going to finish this damn patio. Don't worry about it. They'll be there tomorrow. Okay. Okay, no problem. So I go home. And a lot of people don't know if you've never made a patio, you have to lay the sand perfectly level. You got to scrape this shit with a two by four where there's other two by fours holding the sand in. And I did that. Okay. I did that. It took me forever. And you can't leave the sand too long because shit happens to the sand and then it gets unlevel. You know what happened? A damn fox played in the sand and took a big <laughs> shit right in the middle of it. <laughs> so that's what I had to spend my day doing was re-leveling it, laying the pavers down. It looks fantastic. It does. Yeah, I can attest. Even you. though I didn't notice it when I walked by it. But yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe it looked so good that you just assumed it's always been there. Probably. I'm just going to go with that's that. A good point. But that was... Look... I'm excited to talk about the episode. Let's not talk about the Sixers. That's a good call. Let's just move yeah, past that. Move past it's it. It's baseball season. There's a lot of Eagles chatter going on. Like we got other things to focus on, other than the gutless, heartless, whining, soft team in the league. Soft team, the 76ers. Yeah, I digress. Anyway, <sighs> we had a little watch party last night. We did. It was lovely, and I. To my credit, you kept your cool. I honestly, did, like yeah. I'll give you that. Like honestly, if you've listened to us in the past, you know that Steel, when he watches these shows, tends to get very animated. Might throw his notebook across the room. I actually saw somebody comment on something and accuse me of being the person that throws the notebook. I was oh, no, very no. offended. Yeah, no, shooters calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Always when we watch the shows. Yeah, maybe I've got my shoes on the couch, but that's a different issue for a different day. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous that you would come into somebody else's home. Like, I understand that we're best friends. I understand that, like, my casa is your casa. Mi casa es su casa, so they say. But would you go to your house and stick your shoes? Like I didn't put my shoes on the couch. They were close. I was lounging. You do this whole thing where you're like, they're two inches off the couch. I saw the sole of the shoe touch couch fabric multiple times, sir. Didn't happen. More than once. That the sole of your shoe touched my couch. Well, anyway, let's not get too far away from the watch party because it was oh, right, a lovely right, right. watch party. It was a nice watch party. And let's start out with some plugs first because we're going to get sidetracked. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. Plugs. 
I have to say it at least twice. Yeah. Uh, at least twice. We're going to get to 10, probably. So, July 26th, we have a live show with Zach Peter. It's a hashtag no filter night out with us and Zach. We have multiple special guests coming. Um, they are guests that you do not want to miss. We can't announce them yet, but trust me, you want to be there. The first show Just was... I think, like, geography-wise, where we're going to be. And that's that's the only hint that we can really throw. Wow, out. that's a bold hint. Yeah, well, the northeast part of the country. I mean, that could be anybody. We could, could be, be bringing Martha's Coast. Vineyard down. We could bring Summer House in here, Jersey, New York. Who knows? You have no clue what we're planning. But could be nobody at all. Just kidding. It is. It, it's definitely people. But um, Bravo people, Bravo libs. But make sure you get your tickets. Go to nofilterlive.com to get your tickets now. The tickets sell fast, guys. After the first show, they sold quickly. This one is also selling quickly. So get your tickets now. July 26th, we will see you in New York at the City Winery. I would recommend getting a whole table for you and your friends so that you're not separated. Yeah, that's the best way call. to do it. That's a great idea. Then Buy a whole to... table and fill it later. Just be like, look, I got a table. You're going to look really cool to your friends. Your friends are going to be like, damn, that's sick. Let's sit at that table. It is a baller move to just be like, oh, I got it. I've always wanted to yeah. be in a position in life to like, you hear about those galas and stuff. They're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I got us a table. And you know, it's like 200 ahead, like eight people at the table. But people can just say that. They're like, yeah, I got a table. And I'm like, is that like at the Elton John charity thing? Yeah. At the Elton John charity thing. Exactly. That's a wow. Homeless, a not toothless. That's the homeless, not toothless. You have to buy a table. Um, that's why we didn't go because we couldn't afford a table. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> but, but no, this is super affordable. Come out. If you're in New York, if you're in any general area and you want to just hang out with the bros and Zach and a couple of guests, it's going to be a great show. We got our legs under us from the first show. Yep. This one's going to be huge because now we know what to expect. We're not going to be aimlessly waiting for five hours. We might still be, but we're going to know what to expect going into it. And I think the energy is going to be a little, a little different. We're going to be on top of it and it's going to be a great show. Yeah. I'm excited. Get your tickets. Come hang out with the bros and Zach and our Bravo Leb guests. But look, we all know why you're here. We're all here for the same reason. And it's Vanderpump. So we've been promising you guys two episodes. It's been that way for, I don't know, six months. We've been promising two episodes. Maybe the whole time that we've been. Maybe there, the honestly. whole time we've been doing this. But guess what? This is the start of the two-episode format. We are going to give you only Vanderpump in this episode. There's too much to cover. We want to dive in scene by scene. We want to break down literally every single moment. So we're going to give you Jersey, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard Summer House, and Atlanta all next week. We did watch Atlanta. We both loved it. Yeah, we I'm, did. I'm genuinely pissed it took us this long to get into it. Well, look, I mean, we honestly, we need to give these other shows the respect they deserve as much as we're going to give Vanderpump the respect it deserves because we're going to have like an hour and a half of coverage over just this episode because yeah. we want to make sure that we hit everything and we don't want to have to do the small little things just like gloss over Summer House, gloss over Jersey just so we can get through. And we also don't want you, the listener, to have to sit and listen to us for two and a half hours because that's probably how long it would take. So we'll break it up a little bit for you. Like Steele said, we'll do it on Monday. We'll give you everything else that we would normally give you in the one episode. And we will focus entirely on VPR because it needs it. And then moving from there, our new schedule is going to be an episode every Wednesday and Friday. So we're going to have two a week. We're going to break up the show so we can give each show the respect they deserve. We're watching new ones. Like I said, we are just now getting into Atlanta. We want to give that the proper respect. We got to do our, our due diligence. We got to know, get to know the cast. And give you a full recap there. We don't want to shortchange any of the shows because we know everyone watches different things. So 
we finally did it. It took us a year, literally. Our one year anniversary was March, sorry, May 14th. So it's taken us almost exactly a year to figure out how to do two episodes. But hey, we Doesn't made matter it. how you get there, we're here now. Yeah, it's not about the journey, it's the destination. Sure. No, wait. It's a de- it's the opposite of that. It's, it's in not. this case, it's the destination. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, buckle up, because all we're doing today is Vanderpump. But let's get into our Rose and Thorn so we can get that out of the way. We'll get the news out of the way really fast, and then we'll dive into Vanderpump. We're ripping the Band-Aid off immediately. I'm going to start it out. So my Thorn is this, and it's a collective Thorn, because these comments really frustrate me. On multiple Doty videos, people took it upon themselves to comment just really, really mean things. I'm not even going to read the comments, but they had to do with with image. And I understand that Kristen is still like a Bravo Lev. I get that she's still going to catch some heat, but you can do so much better than like a snarky little dig at her appearance. I think that's so low. It's so stupid because she looks great. To anybody that's doing that, just knock that shit off. You can be more clever. All right. Dig into your brain. And if you can't find an insult that's better than body shaming somebody or going after somebody's image, then don't type anything because you're not witty enough to clap back. So just turn the phone off, take a breather. And don't be angry online. That's the main thing. And if you can take a page out of our book, Eh. if you've been listening to us for the last year, I get a little heated sometimes. That's fine. But you don't body shame. That's the whole thing is like, there's no point in doing it. Like, do you feel better when you do it? No, you're just an asshole and you're hiding behind a screen. So if you do things at face value and you just go after maybe something she did that you're like, well, that's fucked up. Or you go after a scene that she filmed six years ago that you're still not over. That's fine because those things happened and you're entitled to your opinions. But when you body shame, it's just like you don't have anything better to say and you want to be mean. So you say something like that. It's just low and stupid. And I like to think that our listeners are better than that. Yeah, you got to be witty. All right. Come up with some evidence. Come up with some receipts like this is Bravo. You got to come with the evidence. Or else you got nothing. All right. Moving on. And we got a lot of roses to pick from. Like a lot. Probably the most roses that we've had in a single week. Because we had a great week. So I'm going to go with this one. Because it's looking to the future. It's hopefully something that we're going to get to. This was on our anniversary post. Out of all of the roses, there was multiple comments in regards to one specific thing. And I think that my trend setting is working. I'm going to sum it all up. There was more than five referencing this, but I'm going to sum it up with this from, oh, damn. Million me. (laughs) Million me. Million me? Sure. Oh, God. Million, maybe. Million me. It's the jorts for me. It's the jorts for me. Other people said jorts, fire emoji. There were so many jorts supporters that I feel like I've started something. I just want to point one thing out, okay? Okay. If you looked at the picture that Steele posted last night, first off, we only got one fucking boys lie shirt. I'm wearing it right now. Pissed. Thanks. I know you're wearing it. I told you you could wear it. Here's the thing. If you're watching on YouTube, Steele is wearing the exact same thing that he wore last night. Well, you could have. Call him a dirtball. Well, they didn't know we were recording tonight. I'm pointing it them. out. That's fucked up. How <laughs> are you going to knock down my rose and call me like, I wore this for legit an hour and a half last night and I took it off. I think we're going away next weekend. I think we're going to have to have a jort party. Oh, that's the theme? Yeah, but you're not allowed to wear them because it's like casual. Oh, that's a good you. point. So you have that's, to wear something else. That's actually a valid Maybe some like and one shorts. Like you have to, we have to dress like you. Oh, that's a good one. We, I think we talked about this. If anybody has a good party idea, like a theme party, this is my thought. 
everybody puts their name into a hat and you pick it out. And if you get that person, you have to dress like that. That was my idea. I don't know. I came up with that idea. I think I came up with that idea and you stole it. Just do your fucking rose and thorn. (laughs) My thorn, I want to start this off because I'm angry. All right. Okay. Last night, we're watching Watch What Happens Live. By the way, a series high for Watch What Happens Live 1.4 million viewers. Broke YouTube TV. Broke YouTube TV. Unbelievable. Can't even cut the cord anymore. But anyway, something popped up there that I didn't like. Andy does a rose and a rose. I know. What the fuck? I know that Dev said like he's done it before. He definitely stole that from us. Look. That's our thing. I can't wait for people to comment and be like, these guys think that Andy stole from them. He probably did it seven years ago. But the thing about like watch what happens live is we watch when it's super important and we watch like sparingly if we're just bored or whatever. That's fine. Most people don't really watch watch what happens live unless there's something to gain from it. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we missed it in the past, but I saw it last night, and I'm like, this is fucked up. This is stolen directly from the bros, and I'm angry. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Okay. So. Maybe I'll get there. The <laughs> stages of grief. Um, anyway, Rose. Let's a couple of really good rosy. roses. But one actually just came across my desk, if you will. If you will. This one comes from Twitter, from Louis Vuitton Mistake, Noki Doki. Really like that one. I like Noki Doki. Yep. At Brav Rose always have a really sort of face value take on shows that is most. Hold on. At Brav Rose always have this really sort of face value take on shows that is almost wholesome to us vets. Watch what crappens is more meta. They know what game the ladies are playing because they've had more experience. It's such a good combo. Both views are great. I wow. love when we see something like that where one. We're put, first off, being put in like the same category as Watch What Crappens is awesome. It's huge. Yeah. It's I mean, they're, they us. are a mainstay. They've been doing this for a long time. And they do a great job them. and we yeah. recognize that. It's just always so nice to see, one, we're in the same realm as them. That's crazy to even think about. But two, this person didn't knock anybody down. No, they didn't say was, one was better than the other. They yeah. just said they're both great. And that's what we try to portray on this end is just because you like one thing or don't like another thing. Both can be great. Yeah. No, honestly. And we are great. We, we are great. But you know what? It's a really good point to make. I think all the Bravo creators like in the Bravo realm kind of have a rapport with one another. Like we check in. We like to talk shit to each other. It's just it's a really fun community. But it's a really good point. There's so many options out there and they're all pretty great. So I really like the idea that Eddie from Martinis with Eddie said uh, that. Bravo should have a one-off show where it's just all the podcasters that would, or oh content my. creators on Bravo. <laughs> Stick them all in a house and just see what happens. Put them on a boat and see what happens. That would be awesome. Is it time? Yeah, let's rip off the Band-Aid, let's baby. Let's do this. Uh, our only news of the day is Roni is getting an Ultimate Girls trip. And then Roni, the actual Roni, is Reboot. announcing the cast. The reboot's coming out. Um, they played a trailer during Vanderpump. Smart move. The only thing I'm going to say on it is, once again, call to our listeners, let's go into this with an open mind. Let's try to be open to a new cast on New York because we want these shows to do well. We should not root for them to fail because we are all here to do one thing, and that is watch Bravo. And yeah, honestly, like, shows, we need the shows to do well because if all of these big cities start falling off and you don't have a Roni anymore, you don't have a New Jersey anymore you're going to have a lot less time or you're going to have a lot more time on your hands that you're not watching Bravo. And if you really enjoy Bravo, it doesn't make any sense to be rooting against it because you miss Luann or you miss Dorinda. Like, get over it. Like, let them go sail off into the sunset with their ultimate girls trip, which even I will say, 
hopefully it's good. I think it will be. I think I think that cast will be good because they all know each other too. Like we don't have to have that weird talking stage where it's That's like, oh yeah, I know you because I watched you on TV, or I know you because you were at so and so's wedding. It's like always a little uncomfortable, and then it gets good, and then it falls off. So this is going to be sort of like a mini vacation, like when they go on those little trips during the show. We're going to get a little bit of that. It'll be nostalgic. It'll be nice, and I think we'll enjoy that. So give the new cast a little bit of credit. Let them go. And see what happens. No, I think you, we ask. you said it. You said it perfectly. So let's do this. We finally made it to the Vanderpump finale. I don't think I ever expected to get here. It's been such a long season mm-hmm. and it's been such a crazy season that this day I thought it would never come around. Yeah, it was sort of surreal, honestly. Like leading up to it, we thought that maybe we would get a couple of episodes of them refilming things. But after watching it, I'm actually pretty happy that it was just the one episode. No, I am too. I think that it made it way better than the normal Bravo mistake where they try to drag something out for too long. The second episode's never as good as the first one. The third one's always a nightmare. So I'm glad that they just compiled it into one longer episode. Mm -hmm. That being said, and I said it to you last night at the watch party. By the way, watch party means me, Shooter, and Dev, and my dog. But I felt dirty. I felt like I was complicit in this thing, watching this shit like actually finally play out. Like we are finally full blown scandal, and I needed to shower afterwards. Yeah, it was it was really weird, and obviously, like they started off, they kind of glazed over the whole Sheena watch what happens live thing because of what happened there. That we, you know, you can take one side or the other. Who knows what actually happened, but. When it gets down to the scene with Tom and Ariana and they're arguing, I agree. I felt dirty. I felt like this is something that I shouldn't be able to watch. It should be a private conversation, argument, whatever have you. And I shouldn't be sitting on a couch getting, I was getting enjoyment out of it. And like, yeah. And I, I went through so many emotions with it. And this is the first time, like, I was so excited to get into it. It was the lead up was incredible. Everybody's watching, obviously. And I, I had so many feelings about it. And I, I just kind of ended up falling on this. Like, look, there's millions of people out there watching this. And it sucks to watch that. And you actually feel for Ariana in that whole moment. And then once I kind of got over that, I started to analyze. And I started to get right back into it. So there's more there. We're not just going to talk about the face value. We're going to dig into it and give you our opinions. So let's start it out. We got the quick watch what happens live recap. Um, and then Tom just addresses the camera like in a confessional. He just says what actually happened. He announces the affair to the world. It's the first time we've heard Tom say the actual words. Me and Raquel had an affair and it started here. And I guess Ariana calls Raquel and like forces her to like what happened. And I think that we saw it throughout the episode. Like she's not feeling a whole lot of emotions. No. Then it was bizarre. And I, then Sheena's talking in her confessional in that first scene. And she said, at Watch What Happens Live, Raquel came up to her and like nonchalantly drops like, yeah, Sandoval and I have had an affair for like the last seven months. And Ariana just found out. She says it in a way that's so nonchalant. It's almost like, oh, I just stubbed my toe. Or, oh, like I accidentally stained your carpet. Like it's so... Yeah. I, you're you're really struggling with these references. I it's can't really figure funny. it out. My brain's but, not working. I mean, we've we've seen this. I mean, she's shown this sort of reaction or lack of empathy throughout the entire season. And like one time, we got her breaking down and crying in a car, 
other than that, she's been emotionless. Like she really doesn't care at all. It doesn't seem like she does. And that's what really freaks me out about it. Cause you're watching it all take place. And it's like, well, what makes this woman tick then? Like if there's no remorse at all. Zero. Like, and it's not like she hooked up with Schwartz and did it with like Katie and Schwartz's dogs there or something like, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like, she doesn't like Katie. Like she was really good friends with Ariana. She had, very close moments, which now I guess when we look back, we're like, Raquel didn't share a whole lot. Like aside from that weird conversation that she had about her relationship with James and comparing it to Ariana's relationship with Tom and yeah. the sex thing of it all, that was obviously pointed, and she was trying to get Ariana to essentially break up with Tom. Like right. we know what that that was all about. Aside from that, she's showing absolutely zero emotion about this, and it just seems that she doesn't give a shit. I mean, the whole season is just insane to look back on and watch her get close to Ariana, have those heart-to-heart conversations. When we watched Watch What Happens Live last night, Ariana even says, I was excited to have that conversation about Sandoval yep. with Raquel, yep. which is awful because Raquel, like you said, is just standing there trying to give her reasons to break it off of Sandoval or trying to maybe make herself feel better because, well, if you're not going to give it to him, I am. Like I don't know what her goal was there, but when you look back at all these scenes... I couldn't get that part out of my head. Watching all of this take place last night, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like, wow, while this is all happening, Raquel is buddy buddy with Ariana. Yeah, that is demented. Like that's and the a whole time. Life. Like I, just looking back at how we viewed her and how we talked about Raquel, we were trying to explain it, and we're like, maybe she's just really, really dumb and just doesn't get it. But after watching this, like I, I really didn't give her any credit in the beginning of the season, thinking that she's not this maniacal, she's not this strategic. Like, there's no way that she has this type of intelligence in her body to be able to pull something off like this. It just doesn't make any sense. And then watching her last night, I'm like, she's fucking evil. She's just ice cold. She's yeah. evil. She's maniacal. There's so many adjectives you can use to explain her. But, but we're at Tom and Ariana's house, and they're finally having the conversation. They're finally addressing the affair. And this is the clip that we've seen multiple times. It was the teaser that we got leading up to this. And I think the biggest thing that impressed me the most was how collected Ariana is and like how easily she's able to like access examples and use evidence and kind of go back at Sandoval instead of just being a ball of emotion. She's fairly pragmatic at her approach. Yeah. And I was impressed with that. But when he starts to talk back to her, I don't understand how this is his thought process. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to hurt you. It's like, bitch, this has been going on for seven months. Seven months, you didn't want to hurt her? His second excuse is, it, it just happened, and then it didn't happen for a while. It's like, what does that mean? You're arguing that because of the duration of time that you had your one-night stand to when the affair went, like, full-blown, there was a gap there, so what, you get a pass? Yeah, I, I, the whole thing seemed, and you kind of touched on it, we know that they they had a couple of weeks, and I know that we do this a lot, but they had a couple of weeks to kind of get this out. And while I said earlier that I felt really dirty watching this, I can understand that this has got to be like the 20th, 25th conversation that they had. And here we know they still, quote unquote, live together, even though obviously Ariana is going on a world tour, which is great for her. But we know that they have had conversations and she even references it later where she says that Tom threw a beer can in the backyard. Like that's him being angry, which is so fucking funny to picture. I can picture um, him. Oh, I can picture I, it perfectly. You know his throw sucks. Oh yeah. You know he throws like an idiot. Oh yeah. No, it's more of a shot put. But um, my thought process during that was like you said, like it's very 
collected. There's a lot of good points that are made. So either one, this is the best editing I've ever seen Bravo do or really any fucking reality TV. I've never been able to see something like that. Or they've had a couple of days to prepare and they've had the big fights, the huge emotional fights that you're referencing where she was just a ball of emotions and Tom was crying or trying to figure out a way to kind of snake out of or it because that's cry. what he does or fake cry. And I really do think that they sat down and they're like, look, we're going to be rolling in a couple of days. Obviously, they didn't sit down together and talk about this, no but shit. they got to figure out, all right, this is the point that I want to make to the viewers to be able to see this. And Tom gets to think, this is my chance to maybe try to spin the narrative a little bit and make it look like I'm the victim here because I was in a sexless marriage and I had to deal with all of this and I feel like she never supported me. So I was the one who went out. Whatever bullshit he wanted to spew. My second thought was that Tom used ChatGPT to <laughs> come up with any sort of explanation or all of his apologies. So like I dug even deeper and I reread his apologies and I'm thinking this motherfucker definitely went into AI, ChatGPT, whatever, and typed in, so I'm Tom Sandoval and I need to apologize for all the things that are going on because people were doing that. They were chatting with AI talking about the Tom Sandoval thing and said, explain it to me. And AI was able to do that. So Tom probably saw that. And went in and said, let, let me have ChatGPT just write an apology for me. That's why the first apology didn't have Ariana at all. It was just all about the store or the fucking bar. And then in this scene, I felt like the points that he was making didn't really make a whole lot of sense. They were kind of all over the place. Ariana was very pure. Like you could tell that everything that she said, she meant. She was concise. She what, was to the point. Yeah. yeah. And what Tom was saying was just kind of like nonsense. I mean, obviously it was nonsense because there's no reason for you to believe that you're the victim in this situation, just fucking apologize over and over and over and over again. And then if you want to, you're in love with Raquel, then move out and break up with her. You should have done that seven months ago, buddy, but you didn't. And now this whole thing's a fucking shitstorm. And I feel like it's just really tough to watch, but it was really funny that that popped in my head. And I'm like, oh yeah, this motherfucker definitely I love the idea that Sandoval's PR team is just chat GPT. Oh yeah. <laughs> he doesn't actually have anybody no, I, on his if team. If you're a PR team, Maybe there, I mean, there's definitely some scuzzy like PR teams that are like, oh yeah, we're going to get a lot of money out of this one and just control this narrative. And then there's other ones that are like, I'm not going to fucking touch you. So he's probably like, I don't have to pay anybody. I can just go online and Chat do it myself. GPT, I fucked up. I ruined a lot of people's lives. Help. Yeah. But you brought up a lot of great points, especially in regards to what he's saying. And he is still trying to play this victim card. We saw it on the Howie Mandel podcast. We've mm -hmm. seen it in his explanations. He's trying to paint this picture of, I turned 40 and I had like a crisis. He's, he's trying to lean on the midlife crisis thing, which is fucking insane. Were you waiting for him to say something that he, because he said a lot of things on the Howie Mandel show. And I was waiting specifically for those moments because he spun this, painted this whole picture on that show about how he tried to break up with her multiple times and it just wasn't working and she wouldn't let him. And I'm watching this scene like, is he going to bring up any of those things that he talked about? And when he did, it just seemed forced. Like, again, all I can view is him just trying to control the narrative. That's all he's trying to do. He's trying and to... And he doesn't actually care. Like, I think that he's more upset that he got caught than anything. He doesn't actually feel like he betrayed her. He doesn't give he's a fuck He's just pissed that he got caught off. He got yeah. caught, and now his reputation's there. And then you get fucking Schwartz over there, who's collateral damage to the whole thing. And he's actually dealing with reputation things for something that... Look, we'll get into it, but he didn't actively cheat on Ariana the whole time. And he's getting the blowback. Like, you can see his emotions are real. 
Toms don't seem real. They, they, they seem fabricated the entire episode. And for him to lean on the fact that I lost all my mojo. And then he claims like, oh, and I tried to question you things. Fucking I, Austin Powers? That's all I could think about. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fucking Austin. But then he's claimed that he tried to question things. And he tried to break up with her. And, and we find out that he did try to break up with her two weeks ago. Two weeks. Two weeks ago in that scenario. And in all of the scenarios, and every single thing that Sandoval is trying to use on his defense, I lost my mojo. We were in an intimateless, intimateless, like that word. I like that. Is that new? <laughs> we were in a relationship with zero intimacy whatsoever. I turned 40. I found something in Raquel that I wasn't getting at home. All of these things that he's listing off as the reasons for him stepping out, the only rebuttal that you need, fucking break up then. Yep. Okay, if you are going to drag this out and make this worse and worse and worse by the day, every day that you extend this, it gets worse. All you have to do is cut it off. It might be really hard, and Sheena says it later. You get the fuck out of there, and we're there to pick up the pieces. You do it, be a fucking man, and get out of the relationship. For him to lean on this shit that he's going through some kind of life-altering trauma because he turned fucking 40. Like, dude, get over yourself. and. She drops the fucking best haymaker I've heard in a while. She's got, you got your little bar, you got your little band, you got a little money, and you got this girl who finds her identity in men just fawning all over you. That's literally the epitome of what Sandoval wants in his life. He wants somebody that's going to treat him like he is goddamn Elton John, like the fucking biggest name in music that is just this rock star personality that's actually a fucking douchebag. You're a moron. You're in a cover band that sings bad songs. How do you pick a cover band song with notes that you can't hit? <laughs> like, it's bizarre. But also, like, if you're turning 40, I feel like the appropriate response is like, shit, what have I done with my life? Do I want to have kids? Do I want to do this? It's not, let me hook up with this 28-year-old while I'm in a relationship for 10 years and go do a bunch of drugs and look at a star projector. Yeah, That's not what a 40-year-old does. Like, <laughs> No, that's, that's the opposite. Point. That's what a 20-year-old does. I get like the midlife crisis aspect where you're like, you go out and buy a convertible or something or you start painting your nails white. But if you're going to do all of that, like that's you can't say I turned 40 and decided to have a huge affair. No, like that doesn't make any sense. That's not a normal thing. When you hear midlife crisis, you're exactly right. You think convertible car, extravagant purchase, altering your image in some way, shape, or form. You cut your hair, you paint your nails, you get a tattoo. Like those are midlife crisis crises. Crises. Okay. You buy a bar. You buy a bar. A midlife crisis. You're already doing all of the other things. Why'd you have to throw this in there? Exactly. It's like, how do I make my crisis more crisisful? Throw yeah. an affair on top. Yeah. I'm making up words tonight. I'm too, yeah. I, I'm, I'm emotional, but let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. We're at Schwartz's apartment and I just got to say his apartment is one of the saddest places. I've ever it really seen. Like, It's such a bummer. Even when the dogs are there. I know. It's, like, and it's just like a reflection of like what's happened to him in the past year. I think yeah. it's just like, you can see it physically in his apartment, but. Sandoval like kicks the door open and just starts quote unquote sobbing. That was the fakest cry I saw all night. There was a few of them. That shit was not real. That was weird because when Sandoval and Ariana are talking, he even says like, I stayed at Schwartz's last night. I didn't stay at Raquel's. Now, one, we can believe that he actually did stay at Raquel's and didn't stay at Schwartz's. But when he walks in and starts talking to Schwartz, it's like they haven't seen each other in two weeks and he has to explain the whole situation over again. So oh, that's, that's where point. I like hate that where I'm like, you, I know you guys have talked about this. This is fake, but 
Schwartz's, again, his emotions were real. Him sitting there and looking at the reviews of Schwartz and Sandy's going way downhill. They're not even fucking open. He has to sit on the floor because he's about to like pass out. He's like, he's I need to sit have down. like a fucking panic attack. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't drank any water. Like he's freaking out. And Sandoval's going to walk in in his dumbass leather puffy coat in fucking LA of all places and cry, fake cry on your shoulder and say, I just really felt a connection with Raquel and I don't really get it. And I'm so sorry that all of this happened. It's like, dude, no. And then Schwartz's response is, you had a game plan. You just didn't follow through with it. It's like, God damn, guys. That means that you have chatted about this at length to come up with a game well, plan. Well, Schwartz did actually, I mean, he did say something because Sandoval was going to the point where he was completely ignoring Ariana and the whole thing, which we've seen over and over again. He was only talking about himself. Yeah. And Schwartz is like, no, dude, like, that's not what this is about at all. This is what you did to Ariana. So, like, he actually did say that. He, uh, and I it was like, all right, like. For everything, and I completely forgot that Schwartz was even divorced in the last year. Like, all of this oh, got yeah. so overshadowed. <laughs> this fucking guy gets divorced, has to move out. He doesn't know how to handle any of that. He gets thrown into hooking up with Raquel, ruins Katie's whole fucking life, too, on top of it. He's living by himself, sadly, in the sad apartment. And now the only thing that might make him happy the is bar. the fucking bar opening. And that implodes. And that implodes because of Sandoval. And Sandoval comes in and says, <laughs> I felt a connection with Raquel. <laughs> like, you got to feel bad for Schwartz a little bit. <laughs> I know we've given him a lot of shit, but that sucks. That's a really, really, that's like three strikes in one season. Yeah. And that's really tough. And so, like, his life was imploding before his life really fucking imploded yeah. via Sandoval. But... I do love that Schwartz's response to this, like how to fix it. He goes, maybe like make a post, <laughs> like vindicating <laughs> me. Like, oh yeah, a, a Sandoval post about Schwartz not being complicit would go over super well. Yeah, That's that, everybody would believe it. But they, they proceed to have this conversation. And every time I see Sandoval talking, I'm like, there's no way he can make this worse. Like we are at absolute rock bottom. We're at the bottom of the Dead Sea. Like we can't get any fucking lower. He gets lower. He then goes, I wanted to tell her, but I got the vibe that she didn't want to know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You think that she knew that you were having an affair and she like subliminally was like, yeah, we're going to keep this on the down low. I don't need to know about it. You do your thing. I'm not going to ask any she, questions. I think to, to her credit, like she definitely knew something was going on. She was suspicious. Yeah. But she did say like, I would... She questioned him. The fact that Sandoval was like, no, that's that's the thing that Schwartz said. Sandoval said to Schwartz, yes, if Ariana thought something was going on, she should have followed me. That's on her yeah. for not following me <laughs> to figure it out. And then Schwartz goes, you can't put that on her, Yeah, dude. that's when he defended her. Yeah. yeah. Thank God, because that that's what I'm saying. I just, I can't, in my brain, I can't wrap my head around you know, you could have caught me. Like, this is your fault. All you had to do was tail me one time. And then we find out on, like, Watch What Happens Live, she's like, I did have his location. He was at Schwartz's, which means that all of this nefarious activity could have been happening at Schwartz's. Or this he was, rare. like, dropping his phone off at Schwartz's or something. And you know what? In the mailbox anybody else, anybody else, I'd be like, there's no way he would take the time to do that. He definitely, Absolutely definitely would. did that. I, would, I wouldn't be or shocked Or he at all. would go, he would have Raquel meet because, what, they had sex in the car. But here's like it's sex in his car. You know what I think? Outside of Schwartz's. Genuinely, I, I don't think Schwartz is clean at all. I think he knew no. way longer. And here's yeah. what I think. I think Schwartz took Sandoval's phone. I think he'd give him his phone and he would go to Raquel's. And he would be like, yo, Probably. take my phone. Like, I think, I think that, that sense, he knew yeah. way more than he knew. But that's like for the people that are out there that are saying like, 
I mean, we do understand like Schwartz is not going to rat on Sandoval. We know that that's, you know, but people are defending him saying like, they're boys. Of course, they're going to do that. Like, he's not going to rat him out. Like, what do you expect from Schwartz? I, this is what I expect from Schwartz. I expect him to be further complicit. Yeah. I to agree. the point that he, he's going above and beyond to help aid and abet he's aiding Sandoval and to go over to harboring a fugitive. Like, there's, there's one thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I knew that they hooked up, but I didn't think that I was going to like, it was just a one time thing. He told me, he assured me, and I wasn't going to spill the beans. I was going to have my boys back. Like, no, that, that doesn't sound very believable. Maybe the next step where it's like, I kind of thought this was going on, but again, I wasn't going to bring it up. No, I expect the highest level, which is you were helping them. Yeah, this. you were aiding and abetting. And that's where I fully expect Schwartz to be. So that's, that's a little rough. Well, I mean, I think the thing we can't gloss over either, him and Ariana were really, really tight. She was a, a groomsman in his wedding with Katie. Mm -hmm. Like, they had a relationship too, and I think that that's what we saw in Watch What Happens Live after the fact is when she, you can tell there, because during the episode when they have that conversation at the bar, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe there's a chance that these two could figure it out eventually. Like, maybe they could be friends again. They left it on a note where Ariana legit says, like, we were great friends, and I can't be friends with you anymore, and that makes me sad, and that's a bummer. And I was like, you know what? Maybe they find their way back. We saw and Watch What Happens Live. It's like, oh, you know what? No shot. She's clearly out on him. And she's definitely found out more clearly in that moment. She's found out enough to be like, he knew he was helping. She called him a flying monkey. Yep. Like, she's one of Sandoval's flying monkeys. Like, he is on the payroll. That's, that's it. So this is when we get the crew kind of rallied around Ariana. And we saw the, the Instagram post of like one by one, the different friends coming into the house. And this is the first time that we get Ariana breaking down chronologically mm -hmm. what happened and when it happened. And I guess the affair started and Raquel framed it on the phone call with Ariana goes, it happened after the girl's trip. And Ariana very, very quickly is like, no, it happened after Charlotte died. Yeah. That was what happened at the girl's trip. My dog died. You fucked my boyfriend. Like, whew, well, that was in, in the first scene, Sandoval said, like, oh, no, we just like we made out once. Like the first time that this happened, we made out and we remember that it happened right after the girl's trip. Yep. And we remember that he had sex with her and then was locked out of the house. So we remember all of that. And the way that Sandoval was talking to Ariana about that, he was completely pushing that aside. Yep. And I'm like, where did that all go? Because usually when we hear that sort of information, that's a lot to make up. There's a lot of specifics in that situation. And then that's when Ariana says, like, no, they fucked in the car. And then Tom forgot his key. And I had to let him in uh, immediately after. This is like, when I started feeling dirty. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was... And even though we knew that happened when she said that out loud, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, it's just disgusting to... Because you know what happened? I immediately could actually see it in my head. Like, Sandoval, like, getting out of the car, like, brushing his greasy-ass hair back, like, doing his zipper up and like stumbling towards the front door and like knocking on it. And poor Ariana gets out of bed to come let him in. And he's just like a disheveled, greasy worm with a mustache. Yep. It's just the, the imagery sucks, dude. It, it all sucks so hard. But then Katie brings up a point that I thought was really interesting that she never raised attention to it until this. Yeah. Point. That's one of those things that like, and we talk about the hindsight crew, but when she can remember something specifically like that, and then she's like, fuck, like with context, it's so damning. It is. And I think that it, it's not fair to be like, you should have said something because again, you could cause a huge fight. Yeah. Like nothing it, might be going on. It's a so. one off. Like if totally. she says, 
Schwartz said that, you know, trust me, she's not there for me. It could be anyone or right. it could just be like she wants to be a fangirl and be popular or whatever. Like you can you can read into it however you want. You can rationalize it, but I guarantee But also somebody that... going through a divorce, you can't expect them to be that like on it. You know no, what I mean? But I I think that Katie is with it enough to in that moment. I bet for a split second she was like, Wait, Sandoval? And I was like, nah, no I way. So you don't yeah. think there wasn't no. even an inkling? I don't know. Even I, I if I heard that off cue, like I probably wouldn't have even thought about that, even knowing what was going on. Like, I reading into it that far. Now, obviously, it's true, but reading into it that far is like, I don't know. Maybe we're grasping at straws. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot to grasp at, but we're with the funniest, probably the only funny scene of the episode. Honestly, I was laughing the whole time. I don't uh, know about you. <laughs> I, I, you do know. Well, I was laughing the whole you. episode. Oh no, I know, but you were yeah. But it was like an uncomfortable laugh, you know. Yeah, what I mean? for different reasons, right? It was more laughing at Sandoval trying to dig this, dig himself out of this crazy yeah, hole, mostly. and just like laughing at these ridiculous attempts at vindicating himself. Yes, that was very laughable. But this was an actually genuinely funny moment. But moving on, we're with James and Allie, and they're in their apartment. We got Lala coming over, Katie comes over, and they're again. We're getting the run through just kind of how everyone's reacting to the news and james looks like shit yeah he looks like he's he's, handling it terribly he's not doing well with it and the reasoning behind it this scene legitimately broke my heart because he's in his confessional he starts crying and you think that it's going to be in regards to ariana but no we get a whole different perspective on it that we haven't even thought of he's like tom was one of my best friends I looked up to Tom. He's somebody that I idolized in some ways. And to know that he threw this all away to fuck one of his best friend's ex-fiancés and to fuck around on Ariana, like, it's just earth-shattering. His whole core is shook, and it was really hard to see him kind of break down and cry. But we quickly get a reprieve from that because he's like, I'm going to call Raquel. Give me the phone. And he sits down and... In great DJ James Kennedy fashion, calls Raquel and starts questioning her. And she was fucking answering. I couldn't. Like, that was the whole. I, I was one surprised that she even answered the phone. Yeah. But again, there's something just completely wrong with this girl. Like, she knows that they're filming. She knows that James isn't going to call her just out of it. Well, maybe he would. But he's probably not going to call her unless there's cameras rolling there. Like, she knew what was going on. And she answers the phone so nonchalant. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's like, no. He proceeds to just go after her and he's like i can't believe like oh what, you're gonna use his old smelly 40 year old cock cocky cock, cocky cock. Yeah. yeah and he goes you've done diddly fucked yourself and like all the stuff he was saying was hysterical but again as he's going through this barrage of insults at her it still feels dirty it still feels sad it's like jesus because this is coming from a broken man now james is rocked everyone in that room has been rocked like it's just a sad fucking scene. And Lala starts talking about how this is not the first time. She's like, I have had inklings before about Billy Lee, which I think everybody kind of has. Yeah. And whether that's true or not, we're not going to throw her under the bus because we don't know. But we did get confirmation that Miami girl did actually happen. Yep. So there's no telling. There's no way. There's absolutely no fucking way that Raquel was the only one. Especially if Tom goes on record, which is later when he's talking to Sheena. And Sheena asks him point blank, like, when did you feel like this wasn't working? When did you feel like you you guys weren't having sex anymore and that's all you really wanted? 
And he says like five or six years five ago. Five years ago. Like half of the relationship ago. Like what are you doing? So you're telling me for the last five. And he lies about fucking everything. So it's probably longer than that. So you're telling me for at least five or six years, you've been in this completely unhappy thing. You're cheating on her for the last seven months. And we're supposed to believe that that's an isolated situation. And you just take your wits end four years after that. Like no chance in hell. No, there's no Not way. with any of these people. If you told me any of these people did this. There's no way that they just started towards the end. Like, there's just no way. So there's got to be more there. And look, we don't have to focus on did he or didn't he six years ago, four years ago, three years ago. The main thing is this is what happened. And this is the most egregious thing is that it's with Ariana's best friend. Like, that is the worst thing. So all of these other things don't really matter. And I know what Lala is trying to do because obviously Lala was the first person on it. And we she give was. her credit yeah, for that. She was on it back in September. She knew what was going on. She had an inkling. Other people said, no way. James Point Blank said, no way. I can't see it. Lala was on it. I think that she's trying to drum up a little bit more. And that's fine. Look, I mean, you were on it the first time. So you get a little bit of credit and you can do whatever you want with that. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. This is what matters now. And that's what we need to focus on. And again, this was like. But I, th I think what they're doing in that moment is just like you kind of find camaraderie and drag. Oh, yeah. Like sense. they were all laughing and yeah. like having a good. It was funny because Allie. You even pointed it out. Allie got up and she's like, I'm going to go to the kitchen. I can't believe you're They're calling in Raquel, essentially. Kitchen. They're basically in the kitchen. It's an apartment. <laughs> and she walks like maybe 10 feet away. And then as soon as Raquel answers, I think that she couldn't really like believe that Raquel answered. And James starts cracking up and like just breaking her down. Yeah. And Allie came right back and was just dying What's laughing. What's if you like losing everybody in LA that's ever liked you? <laughs> <laughs> like it was great. Like you need that though, because this is a person who we've never really seen feel emotions. Like she doesn't feel bad for anything that she did. She's so she deserves these types of quips. She deserves this undressing in this manner. Like she deserves it all. And you know what? She just calmly replies to everything he says. Yep. Like, it's just... Are you guys in love? Are you guys an item now? No, I don't think so, no. Yeah, she's, like, responding It's like, you, you said that you loved him four minutes later, so, you know. Well, let's go right there, because this is the, this worst, the worst scene one, yeah. I've ever watched on any TV show in my whole life. And that's saying a lot. I've seen some really shitty worse than Scott's Tots on The Office. <laughs> I think that's the most uncomfortable scene on any TV show ever. Shooter here to talk to you guys about... Dave. Now look, this episode was very stressful. You know how I like to deal with stress? I like to order some food. I like to eat my stress away, get some ice cream, get after it. Well, maybe your paycheck isn't coming for another couple of days. Dave can definitely help with that. Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest rate, late fees, or credit check. Dave comes in handy when you need to fill your tank, finally get your car repaired, or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash brofros. That's dave.com slash brofros. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Dave. But we get, we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to happen. It didn't make it any less easier to watch. Tom goes over to Raquel's apartment. And I think the first thing that you need to call attention to 
is the dog's reaction to Tom when he walked in the door. That was a good call, yeah. Because Graham loses his mind. He is comfortable with this man walking oh, in the yeah. house. He is ready to see his buddy. He's clearly been here way too many times. But as they're sitting there, they pour a drink. And this is also the whole vibe of this scene from their perspective what they're trying to put out is this tragic love story gone wrong where they're just misunderstood. Like we're going to get through this together. This is like a fucking movie. We're the underdogs, but we can do this. Raquel, our love is pure. That's the vibe. I get. I got that same vibe too. I was thinking this is like a husband who's promising his mistress that he's going to leave his wife. And like, I'm going to leave my kids and we're going to go run away. Like that's what it seemed like. And when he walked in and he's like, I guess it's all, you know, out in the air, we're in hell together. Cheers to that. Cheers. Like, what the fuck? What are you fucking cheersing for, you dipshits? Like, don't you dare clink glasses in this moment. You two should be sitting there going, wow. I get it if, like, Raquel has no remorse and whatever, but Tom being the person to do that and say cheers to her, he doesn't He clearly doesn't care. He doesn't have remorse. You know what Tom cares about? Tom cares about one fucking thing. You've touched on it a little bit already. He cares about his reputation. He cares about how he's going to come away from this looking okay. That's his sole focus. That's why he continues to double down on we weren't in an intimate free relationship we weren't having sex we weren't doing anything together it was a business relationship he's leaning on that because he still sees a way out somehow and i honestly think that raquel feeds into that somehow i don't know how but i feel like every single weird notion that he gets in his stupid fucking brain she just sits there and goes, you're she's right. She's a yes man. You're right. Yeah, I mean, our... there's no way that she's delivering any substance of conversation. And when you really break it down, Tom doesn't want substance of conversation. He wants to be the conversation. So he will talk on end about whatever fucking thing that he's obsessed with at that moment. And she wants to get into acting. And Raquel's like, absolutely. Like, you're like I would Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like, I want to get my band going. I love your band. It's so good. I go to all their shows. I want to make sure that this bar is open. And I was thinking about doing that. Like, he can just talk for hours. And Raquel will just say yes the entire time. There's no way, for whatever reason, she's able to be this unbelievably, like, backstabbing. But also deliver no substance to any conversation I've ever seen. Nope. And we then have to watch them say, I love you to one another because Raquel misheard him. And then she goes, I love you too. He goes, I said, they love you, but I love you too. And I was like, God damn it. I don't want to watch you two say that to each other. And then we get a total flip of the script. And I can't believe this chick had the nerve to say this shit. She's like, am I really going to put my life on the line on somebody that cheats on somebody they love so much? Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding? You're going to question his moral compass? Do you know what you've been a party I mean, to? <laughs> well, no, no. I kind of get it. Like, I was surprised that she even said that. Well, d- look, if it had been an affair in which, like, this was a third party not. Yeah, you don't know who this and is. she's yeah. like, oh, I would be a little worried. No, this is a girl that has been taking it upon herself to be best friends with the woman she's fucking over. I also so love. no. She has absolutely no wherewithal. To realize that her life is already well off the line. Yeah. You're like, f- you've already gone through it. You're dead. You're done. You're dead. <laughs> like, no one cares anymore. Like, you, there's no way that you can come back from this at this point. You think that maybe carrying on a relationship past this is going to be the, the dicey move? That, like, you're an idiot. No, yeah. Like, that's so stupid. This part of it, the part where you two date now, that's the easiest part of this. I think so. Everyone's expecting it. And honestly, most people are probably hoping for it just to say, like, you know what? At least if they're, they're gonna do all love. this. Yeah. If they're gonna burn the world to the ground, at least they love one another. Yeah. That's the only saving grace you have. And instead, 
You question this guy while you're being buddy-buddy with his girl while fucking him. You suck. You both suck. Yeah, that was that it. was unbelievable. I mean, the whole scene was just unbelievable. Well, let's keep going. We're with LVP. I told you we're going to go scene to scene. We're doing all of it. We're with LVP and Ariana at Villa Rosa. Big, big shout out. You pointed it out last night. Big shout out. Ariana's lounge clothes. Sick. Baller as fuck. So cool. That sweater in the first scene was awesome. The sweater that she showed up at LVP. It was that, with like was a bomber jacket sick. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. She has great. She's got swag, dude. She has a lot of swag. And I'm jealous. Yeah. To be going through this and still looking cool, I think that speaks a lot to who Ariana is. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, but th- that's one of the things, and we talked about it earlier. Uh, you and I even discussed it when we were watching it last night, just during commercial breaks, which, by the way, again, Steele did a great job. He didn't talk. Honestly, his wife talked way more than he did during it. We Whoa, both shushed her. Dev. She can probably hear me. Dev with the call out. Yep. But we do actually see, like, obviously, we have two juxtaposed scenes with LVP. Mm-hmm. The Ariana one was the most real i think of the entire show that was the most real moment in the history of vanderpump yes like when she was actually breaking down crying as soon as she walked in the door and saw lvp that was real the rest of it i can question i can say maybe some of it was a little scripted they had some time to prepare whatever this was legit it was raw and it man. was hurtful it was rough to watch. Again, that's when I was... I, I didn't feel dirty at this point. I felt so bad. I felt just sad. And like yeah. watching... Because what LVP is to all of these people, and that's, I think, why she wasn't like fully out on Sandoval, she is a motherly figure. More so maybe than some of their actual moms because she's there with them every day. And they've been children for a very long time. Like in their early 20s until now, They've been acting like children. So like she's been that motherly figure. So I think that when Ariana shows up to her house, she even says it herself. She's like, I've been holding on to anger. Anger's been getting me through this. The only person that she's going to let that guard down and kind of just like, ah, like unleash it is with Lisa. Yeah. Because Lisa is that shoulder to cry on because she's that, that rock in her life. She's like, oh my God, it's that final reprieve it's that final let me get all this shit out and just she sobs and yeah. she, i choked up and I it, choked it, up like that just goes to show you like there's a difference between when something like this happens and you're talking to your friends about it like you can have a little bit of fun because you know what obviously they're going to try to figure out the story they're going to listen to you they're going to obviously shit on tom break a dick flute over their knee yeah. love that that was awesome but this is way different. This is going and actually talking essentially to your parents, to your family. There's no, Lisa's not going to just rip Tom. She's not going to do anything. She's just going to listen to you because that's what she does. And she's like, you said, she's a motherly figure to a lot of people in this show. And it was real. And I, you know, that was the only time I think during the entire episode that I was entirely quiet. Because I wanted to just like kind of soak it all in and be like, yeah. this was that's that's some serious shit. Yeah, no, I was I, I was silent too. I don't think I could have talked because again, I was choking up. Just kind of watching it and watching Lisa get emotional is always kind of tough to watch because she doesn't get that emotional that often. So for both of them to be crying and just, I think the gravity of everything set in for me as well. I think mm-hmm. it set in for Ariana in that moment but i think as viewers and i would love to hear some feedback from you guys our listeners if you felt the same way but i feel like that was the moment i was like jesus man like this isn't a tv show like this is somebody's life and it is rattled to the core like she lost everything because of this fucking asshole 
that was the moment where it kind of really hit me. I was like, this is not a TV show right now. This is an actual moment behind closed doors where we just saw somebody finally break. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. Moving right along, we're at Schwartz and Katie's, uh, I guess it's Katie's apartment, but Schwartz is dropping off the dogs and he has an uncanny ability to walk into a room where he's not wanted and act like nothing's wrong, but whatever. He, walks, he was wanted in that. He, that was he the was, first time that she didn't just well, immediately kick him out. I don't well, mean she it, had an agenda, but right. I don't mean it that way. I mean more so he walks in like all hunky dory, like, oh look oh, at the yeah. dog, you're so cute. Blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're in the doghouse. No pun intended. Stop entering rooms like you're not an enemy of the state. Yeah. Because you are at the time being. And still are to this day. So like don't act nonchalant. I did love that he goes, Can I just have a Coke or something? And he pours and a course light. light. Pours a course light in like a, a cup. Pours light into a cup, like just drink it out of the fucking can. Dude. All you have to do is poke a hole in the opposite side of the lid, and that bitch goes down real fast. You just poke a hole at the bottom of it and shotgun it. No, no, no. That no. would have been funny. If he that just was... shotgunned the Coors Light and then got into it. <laughs> but they sit down to chat. Katie wants to know when he knew. And, of course, she can tell he's lying right away. She, he says, I found out like a month ago, a little over a month ago. And she's like, bullshit. Bullshit. And we already know that he found out about the one-night stand way, way back. Yeah. I believe that he knew the entire time. I don't think there was any gap in between him knowing about the one night stand and then finding out a month later or a month before this scene that it was happening again. I think he was party to it the whole time. Yeah. And she keeps going. And I love that she says to him, I love that she says to him, surprise everybody, shock the world and tell the truth for once in your life. And we talk about the Schwartz mask all the time, this puppy dog shit that he does. I can't believe that in this moment, he still holds on to that. Who are you protecting? Because Sandoval didn't give a fuck about you and nope. all this. He doesn't give two shits if the bar fails. He doesn't care if you fail. And I can tell you right now, he still doesn't give a fuck about those things. Because where is he right now? Raquel's. Not in this scene. In present time. He's touring the oh, country. Oh, well, yeah playing shitty he likes the venues. attention yeah but my point is if he cared about the bar and if he cared about schwartz and if he actually cared about anybody but himself he would be in la trying to fix it trying to put a band-aid on the bar so that schwartz doesn't lose everything by the way sandy you fucking dick your parents are in the hole for 250k because you took your mom's retirement fund yep. and you're playing with your stupid band in bumfuck texas playing electric boogaloo or whatever the fuck that song is electric love to 20 fucking people and then posting on Instagram, thanks for the 2,000 people that came out last night. And it's like, bitch, we've got the Instagram live feeds. Everyone's in the stands. There's 30 fucking people there, 20 of whom are there with signs saying, go fuck yourself. Team Ariana, I hope you rot in hell. Woo! Oh, the only offensive part of that was bumfuck Texas. Aren't you from bumfuck Texas? Yeah, so I can say that. Okay. Yeah, right. you get it? I guess I can't say it. No, you can't. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Dodie. We finally get the Dodie scene, and there wasn't much here. That I think, oh, you know what? There's no way this was a conscious choice by production. What? I think that we witnessed the five stages of grief during the episode. No. Wait a minute. I mean, they did, Andy did ask her after. I know he did, but I want to. He didn't know what they were. Hold on. Let me look these up. Anger. I think I can do this. Acceptance, bartering, bartering, bartering is one of them. Bartering, bartering, bargaining. You dickhead. Oh, I thought it was bartering. 
All right, here they are. The five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I think we saw each of these five stages in this episode. And if, a little messy, but I could see it. Yeah. If Bravo did that intentionally, bravo to them. But we definitely, I don't know if we got denial. There was no denial scene, and I think that would... Could have been a denial scene in the beginning. Again, we okay. didn't get to see like the first there we, You know what? Maybe, let's go with that. Maybe we'll go with the denial being that she didn't dig. She had some inklings, but didn't dig. Yeah, and then we okay. saw the anger in that first scene. Anger in the first scene. Bargaining... Bargaining is tough. What does bargaining entail? More like, if I do something differently, this could change, I think. Okay, okay. So you start to think about your past actions and trying to change those. We'll leave bargaining out because she did nothing wrong. Yeah, there was nothing bargaining out. Depression for sure. And acceptance, I think that that's what this scene was with Dodie. I think you kind of get this this lighthearted scene with an old friend. And we talked to Kristen... um, in our interview or our crossover episode with her a couple of weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to it, go give that a listen. But we talked about how they got reconnected as friends because we really didn't know. Like, yeah. I didn't know what the journey was to this friendship they have, but while they're together, it was delightful. Like obviously it's just with weird. a grain of salt because it's a sad setting. But also we knew going into it. And that's what we talked to Dodie about on our interview. And she was talking about how Bravo just chose not to show them getting to a friendship. They they, they filmed decided it. To, they filmed it and decided not to show it. Which is crazy. Which is I... wild because like we like redemption arcs. Totally. We like to see that. And also this scene probably would have hit a little harder. Definitely. If everybody in the Bravoverse or everybody that's watching on TV knew that they were friends. Because I understand from a lot of people who obviously didn't watch the interview or they don't know what's going on. When they see Dodie show up, they're like, what the fuck? Like, why? They're not cool. Like, are they just kind of bonding over the fact that Tom cheated on both of them? Which they are to they an extent. They did in a funny way. But it was they like... don't know that they're also friends. So it's really tough. And again, Dodie's not on Bravo. She hasn't been filming with them. Obviously, she came back now. So who's to say that Ariana's not talking to Dodie a lot? Like, it, it would have she hit is. a little bit harder if oh, we knew that saying. they were friends. And yeah. that's kind of hard to see because it does kind of look like sort of like they're just kind of placating the whole situation and being like this will be fun let's have tom's two ex-girlfriends that he cheated on and have them burn an effigy it's like eh, okay but you know what what i got out of it it helped ariana i think it did too she had a good moment with dodie and they shared that i think that painful laugh that painful joke of our ex-boyfriend was a moment where she actually like felt lighter. It's like, Jesus Christ, like what a Dark mess. Dark humor helps. Yeah, like a ha-ha, sure holy shit moment. And I think that the burning stuff, and she was writing down stuff on rolling papers, which was hysterical. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. The whole scene, again, I'm glad it was in there. I'm glad we got to see it. I do wish that there was more of a background on how they reconnected, but it was nice to see Ariana just kind of take a deep breath for a second with a friend, and they, they seemed genuinely close, and I like mm-hmm. that too, but... We got to keep going. We're not even close to done yet. We're an hour into this bitch. Keep on trucking. Now we get Tom and Lisa. Tom goes to Villa Rosa and is not greeted very warmly at all. She said it's not a hug moment right now. I don't want to set the tone for this conversation with that. I took this scene differently than you did because, and this is in no way a defense of Sandoval, because I do think, I think his panic attack was real. But I think the reason behind the panic attack wasn't him realizing that he was no longer going to talk to Ariana. It wasn't that he's losing his relationship with Ariana. I think that sitting there with LVP 
and her breaking it down to him, I think he finally realized the gravity of the situation. I think he had an, oh shit, my life is a mess moment and had an actual panic attack. Wrong. <laughs> just Honestly, just wrong. I, I, I viewed him as a three-year-old throwing a tantrum and his mom's just trying to ignore him and ignore him and ignore him. And he's going to keep crying and he's going to keep carrying on and it's going to get way more theatrical. And eventually you're going to have to come over and be like, Tom, it's going to be okay. That's exactly what I viewed. I feel like he wasn't getting the attention. He knows that Ariana was there and he knows how LVP probably handled that as she should have. And he wants some of that sympathy. He's a victim in this in oh, Tom's Jesus. fucking mind. Let me. So he goes there and he starts crying and showing emotion. And LVP's not fucking budging. She's not doing a no, thing. she really didn't. So then he gets up and then he keeps crying and then he starts shouting. And then all of a sudden he's hyperventilating over there. You can force yourself to fucking look like you're having a panic attack. I could do it right now if I wanted to. Do it. Not on. It wouldn't make for good podcasting. YouTube. That's for sure. It would sound like I'm getting fucked or something. Jesus but... Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I'm just kidding. But I honestly do think that like he just kept carrying on and going up another level, going up another level. She's still not reacting. Let me keep going. Let me act like I'm going to die. Let me act like I just had a heart attack. Like that's the next move. He drops down on the floor and passes out, passes out. That's where I thought this was going. So, no, I think the whole thing was fake. I think he's a little bitch. And I think that's what he does. I agree with everything you said. The only thing that I might disagree with is that it might have been somewhat of a real panic attack but again i think you're a sandoval again, don't even say that <laughs> don't even put that out on the airwaves like i Bill am not a victim defending <laughs> gaslighting this is gaslighting you're all witnessing this gaslighting but no all I'm, I'm not you know what fuck it let's move on i don't care fuck sandoval um now we're with katie sheena ariana lala charlie at dinner and ariana walks in decked out to the nines. Everyone else is dressed for your funeral. She's dressed for the Met Gala. Yep. And she looks fantastic. She comes in. And again, I think a lot of credit needs to be given to her with how gracefully she's been able to handle herself. Like she comes in, she she never seems distraught. Other than that scene with LVP, she is she's got a handle of herself. And I, I don't know how the fuck you would, unless you're the coolest person in the world, because I would be a mess. I would be in a ball in my apartment crying for a month yeah i i applaud her strength to be able to go out now at the same time i do also understand like she's probably just stayed home obviously she went to lvps but she's probably just been stuck in her house and we can even see like she's not doing a whole lot she's just trying to talk it out and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and where her life is going i applaud her for actually going out and i don't know if it was her idea i don't know if it was one of the girls ideas Irrelevant. doesn't really matter. It's, irrelevant, it's yeah. just great to see that she was out. And the way that she handles the conversation to come with another person, a flying monkey, if you will, it just looked so great. Like, I'm so happy for her. Obviously, we're very happy for her now because she's been on this crazy world tour. I know. She's killing and it. everybody loves her. Like, every endorsement deal is flying her way. Everything's coming her way. And people liked her before, but obviously, they're going to resonate with somebody who's going through this kind of trauma because some dickhead decided to be an asshole. And this is just great to see. And I think this is the first step towards maybe Ariana's new life. And she can kind of realize, like, look, my life wasn't Tom. I felt like my life was Tom. I was bogged down by him the whole time. I was sad and depressed and didn't realize I was sad and depressed because I'm fucking freezing eggs and trying to get him to check his sperm and figure everything out. 
and it's just not quite going anywhere. There's a reason why it's not happening, and it's because Sandoval is having a 40-year-old virgin moment and going out and having <laughs> sex with fucking Raquel. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, and I'm just so happy to see this scene I thought was really just that first step that she got to take to a new life and realizing that there is more out there for her. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. But we get interrupted in that scene with a, hey, guys, from Schwartz. <laughs> what's up? Hey, guys, what's up? Like, dude, again, enter differently. You're not on. What's everybody doing out there? Yeah. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> like, you're a fucking idiot. He comes in and they sit down to hash it out. And that's when Ariana drops the bomb on him. Like, we can no longer. It's not really a bomb, I guess. It's kind of expected. But she says we can no longer be friends. And I think it sets in on Sandoval. I will give Sandoval credit. Like, he understood how serious this was when Tom got to his apartment. He's like, this is really bad. And in this moment, he doesn't try to defend Tom, even though his stupid text message said, I don't want to kick my buddy when he's down. Like, maybe not the person to send it to. Like, don't send that to Ariana. Yeah. But whatever. It's just sad seeing her talk to him because she's like, she starts crying, says, I'm going to miss him. Like, I really wish I didn't miss him. And, and Schwartz is sitting there like, he's upset because he realizes that he lost his friend by not stepping up. And he kind of leans on this thing the whole episode. Like I'm a third party. I'm not complicit. I'm getting dragged. My reputation shot X, Y, Z. And I didn't do anything. It's like, you know what, man? Unfortunately you did. Like, you also did. not You're the time and it. place. It's Honestly, not. You it's really not. Like you can not. bitch to Tom about that all you want. You can even bitch to Katie about it a little bit, as long as you're showing the right level of remorse. But when you're actually talking to Ariana face to face, this isn't fucking about you, man. Oh. I know that you're collateral damage in all of this, but it's because of your actions. And yeah, you could say that even if Schwartz didn't do anything to help Sandoval during all of this, and he truly didn't know, he would still be collateral damage. Yeah. I, I think that is true. While I also do think that he did help and aid and abet the entire time. But in this situation, dude, just... Talk, you can talk about your friendship with Ariana and apologize and be like, look, I kind of knew what was going on, but I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you came from that angle and then just focused on how she is and what she's thinking and offering any help that you could, then look, people might look at you and be like, he's trying. No, at least he's trying. He's, instead, he makes it about himself. And he's it's like, trying to dick. find somebody to defend him. That's all he's trying to do. Because nobody left. And Sandoval, he's like, can somebody please speak out on my behalf so that people stop dragging me online? If you hang out with shitty people, Schwartz, you're going to have a shitty reputation, dude. That's what fucking happened. Also, you make be your a bed man and just fucking post your own post, brother. Yeah. Like, there's, uh, let's keep going. I think I just grew like five gray hairs during this episode okay. already. But distinguished sandoval um, i look forward to salt and pepper days let me tell you but touch gray sandoval and sheena have their talk and it's the same thing we heard out of sandoval to everybody else it's him trying to defend it with i turned 40 and raquel made me feel this and blah 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 sheena was the most on point that i have ever seen her yeah because she clapped back perfectly while he starts talking about when he kind of goes through his quote unquote defense, she goes, well, then you break up with her. You don't fuck her best friend. And then when he starts saying, I tried to break up with her, I tried to break up with her multiple times. She goes, then you fucking do it. You get up and you leave the house. You end it. And we're there to pick up the pieces. You don't go fuck her best friend. That is never the answer. Guys, the answer is never, ever. Ever, 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 ever 
to fuck your significant other's best friend. That's never the answer to anything unless maybe the only situation I could see this being a thing Uh-oh. is if somebody has a gun to your whole family's head and <laughs> says, I'm going to kill everybody you know unless you fuck your significant other's best friend. And then your significant other goes, you know what? Just do it so we don't die. Let's get out of here. Let's go to Taco Bell and like get over this whole what thing. What the fuck? Where are you? Then you can do it. Are you good? But other than that, no. This is what I've become. I'm mentally. Hell? I thought that could get any worse. <laughs> and then you went to Taco Bell. I was trying to add a like comedic relief moment. I mean, the whole thing was comedic, but no. I mean, it, like you said, like Sheena was on point, and we, when Sandoval first walked in, and Brock goes by, and he goes, "You put us in a really tough spot, man." Never gonna I love be able to, the like, disappointed father. Oh yeah, huge! Brock. Like I, I'm gonna take summer. We're gonna go to the park. Like I'll see you later. But like, really put us in a tough spot, man. Can't believe you did that. Boom, done. Awesome. So good. Awesome. Because that was he Brock's best moment. Because too. if Brock sat down during that whole thing, I don't know what he would have said. But he's said some things in the past. This season's been a little bit of a a good season for Brock overall. Maybe it's because he's not on a whole lot. But the scenes that he's been in have been great, and that was the best way to do that. That was and perfect. Sandoval, the little worm, just put his head right down. No eye contact, of course, and. When that first happened, I'm like, do we need this? Like, I'm starting to think about the other things that I want to see. I want to see more with Tom and Ariana. I want to see more with, as bad as it was, with Sandoval and Raquel. Because I want to see how that fucking works and what makes them tick. And I didn't really know that we needed this scene with Sheena. And here we have it. Like, this was huge. This was probably the most real that anybody really went after Sandoval. Like, Yeah. yeah, LVP, disappointed. Ariana pissed the fuck off, but you're not going to get a whole lot from that. This was cutthroat. This was real. This was legit. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of sadness coming from Sheena's end of it. She could understand pretty much everything. And she was so right the whole time. She never it missed. It was a great fucking scene for yeah. Sheena. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we have that. I am too. And she, like you said, she never missed everything she said was on point. And then you forget how close they were. That's the whole side of this that we saw throughout the episode. I think because this past season, we've been looking at Tom like such a piece of shit. Right. That we forget that he was actually friends with everybody. Everybody. We've been overanalyzing every situation with him and Raquel, but we're not looking at like... James. I was surprised when Lala brought up, like, I think that maybe it's Sandoval and not Schwartz. And James said, no. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? Are you not seeing this piece of shit over here? Which, to be fair, like, you did like them in the past. I always thought that Sandoval was a little bit of a douchebag, so I could see it, but I didn't think he was capable of this, but I could kind of see it, and I'm like, why do people fucking like this guy? But they were really close, and that's part of it. Like, it brings it all back in, and you're like, oh, man, like you guys were really fucking close. James, Lala, or not really Lala, but James and Sheena were super close to him, and it hurts them so bad because they get it from both sides. They're really close to Ariana, too. They've known her for so long. It just really sucks, and that, I feel like, for the whole episode, those moments were the most real overall yeah, for sure and this was look it lived up to the fucking hype like we were pumped for this we didn't know what we were going to get we thought maybe we get a couple episodes we still have the reunion to get into of course but we really didn't know what to expect and this delivered it delivered and again we've talked about it before it sucks that this is what we're looking forward to watching but i will say and just to touch briefly on like the watch what happens live, I know we've already talked about it a little bit, but while this is 
kind of grimy to watch sometimes. Like it feels kind of gross to be looking behind this curtain and seeing somebody's life just shattered. Being able to see Ariana last night on Watch What Happens Live, living her best life, is she still going through some things? Absolutely. Anybody would be. There's no way you can go through this and come out unscathed and be able to move on this fast. She's obviously going to still have some ups and downs, but to see that she is doing well, to see that she is actually happy, that she is being able to move forward is refreshing. I think that at the end of the day, LVP said it best, this is going to be a beautiful thing for her. I think that that fucking worm of a human was holding her back. I think that she got out and dodged a fucking bullet and is now going to go on to do amazing things. It just sucks. And Kristen said it really well that she had to do it for nine fucking years before it kind of shook out. I wish it was faster. I wish you didn't have to put so much time, effort, and energy into it. But I think the Ariana comeback tour, if it's anything like we've seen already, is only going to get better and better and better. Yeah, really. Honestly, I feel like the reunion's going to be something special. Yeah. I think it's going to be a whole mess of emotions from everybody. And obviously, you know, we might get annoyed at some people because they're just using the spotlight. But when it comes to Ariana, like whatever she does is fine. Yep. If she wants to go over there and slap him across the face. I condone fine by it. me. She wants to go ahead and just rip him apart and share every personal detail that he confided in her on live TV. Ooh, do that one. I'm in on that. I like I that one. I don't care what you do because whatever the fuck you want to do, you're good. You're good. You have a fucking green light yep. to go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. And not one person is going to say you're wrong. Nope. And, and by the way, do, they will be kicked off the internet probably. Yep. I think that's how. But that takes us to the question portion of the show. And we have a billion. Um, so we'll get to as many as we can. But um, let's just dive right in. <laughs> I'm going to save that one for later. You'll, okay. you'll know when I ask it. Yep. Um, let's start out with this one. This one's fun. From KM Totino. How the fuck do you screen record a FaceTime? I have a lot of questions. Um, I mean, honestly, I think that's the wrong question. Why the fuck do you screen I, record I, no, a FaceTime? So this is why I have I know how to, yeah, like, no, technically. Just swipe top right and click the screen record button on your, your iPhone. It's fairly simple, actually. Yeah, if you go into your settings, I think you can add screen record to your homepage and just do it that way. Regardless, why are you asking? I, what you uh, up to over there? That's a good question, actually. Like, Follow-up question. <laughs> like, I just have a lot of questions to why you're asking that specific question. There's a lot of things to question. That that would be the bottom of my list, but yeah. To answer, I'm just going to answer it at face value. How the fuck do you screen record a FaceTime? Just swipe down where like the battery is and you'll see like a little recording button at the bottom. Click that bad boy and you're screen recording, baby. You're welcome. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Tech bros. <laughs> oh, from Gibbs X6. Did Raquel pursue Tom? Now I want to I want to shape this oh. a little differently. I want to ask you this. So that Gibbs, you gave us the question. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift it. All right. Okay. I want you to answer this. Do you think that she? Because we get that line from her during the episode where she's like, "I wanted to know what it was like to have sex with somebody I was in love with." Do you think that she was calculated the whole time? Do you think she caught feelings for Sandoval a long time ago? And where she's saying we were friends and I had love for him? Do you think that she's always kind of been in love with Sandoval and this has been her end game? Yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually. When you put it like that, yeah, no, I, that I makes agree. a lot of sense. And it's really hard. We talk about it all the time. It's really hard to put yourself in the mind of a psychopath like that, where it's like, 
I have no idea what they're thinking at any time, but that is when you lay it out like that, like, yeah, that seems like the most plausible thing. I don't think that they just kind of like had a fun night together and like fell in love. Like, no, I really do think that she's been calculated since day one. She had somebody drop her off so that she could be on the fucking show. She exactly. got engaged to James for clout. She dropped that because it wasn't going to work. And she had like a stroke of confidence in doing that. And now I think that she probably did see Sandoval. And like, again, we know that she doesn't feel bad about doing it to Ariana. So I don't think that she even thought about that aspect of it. I don't think there was a huge strategy in place. I think it was really just like, let me seduce this guy because I really like him a lot. Period. Unfortunately, as it is. I think you just said it perfect. I think we said it perfect. Nice job, Gibbs. Good question. You asked eight of them. That's the only one I'm going to answer from you because <laughs> it's not fair. From Allison Kloon NJ. So I assume that Allison Kloon's from New Jersey. Who would you rather be stranded on a desert island with, Sandoval or Louie? <laughs> oh, man. That's, That's fucking... Look, I know Louie would have road. me doing some warrior boys shit. Uh, probably Louie. Honestly, I, I've Sandoval's just a huge. Uh, this thing aside, he's just the biggest douchebag I think I've ever seen in my life. I Louis might actually be a little entertaining. At least he'd be off the walls. He might try to fight me a couple times, but I'm gonna say Sandoval. But here's why: I'm pretty sure I think he's cute. That he's kind of cute, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind being on. No, I think that. Sandoval is a gigantic pussy. I don't think he's going to do anything. I think I can put him in his place immediately and be like, that's your side of the island, that little hovel over there. You see where all like the coconuts and like I think Louis would fish trees. for you though. I think Louis would cook a the, meal. I don't want to deal with Louis shit. I don't I know I know right now Louis and I would fight. If we were stuck on an island together, they I would think be a fight. Either of them though. Like I'd probably No, see Sandoval, them. I think I could just call him a bitch, tell him to go sit in his corner and he would he would oblige. So that's my, uh, yep, I'm staying. Yep. And you lose a set of hands that could help I don't need build it. shelter. I don't need and it. You see that patio out there, big boy? I don't need any help. Put me on naked and afraid. I'm ready to go. I don't oh think they're going to make the delivery to Wait the a desert minute. island. Wait a minute. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. And you're derailing. I think Louie could do it too. Oh, I, the, look, we you got. You thought about Louie naked. Tangent, tan <laughs> <laughs> No, now I did though. <laughs> Ooh, from Joanne Shaw. I like this one. Who do you want back for next season of Vanderpump? Overall? Yeah. Like, do, let me ask Run it, it a back. different way. Everybody. Right? Same. Run yeah. it back. You got to bring them all back. They're filming in like a month. Yeah, they start immediately. They gave them no time. I do know they left the door open for Jax and potentially Dodie, but according to Kristen herself, she has no intention of coming back. Yeah. Jax, Jax will hand. be back in a heartbeat. He's already back. Yeah, he's doing the fucking peacock thing. But all of them, bring them all back. We need to see it run through. You can't give those two an out. And if, you know, no, they Raquel's decide. Still, I think they're waiting to see what happens because she's still, I guess, on her retreat or whatever. But, like, she went MIA. What's the over-under that she comes back? Like, when? Like good, right? No, no, no. Oh, like you mean, if, like, if. She's absolutely going to come back. Right? There's no doubt. She's nuts. Yeah, I think like she comes this, back. Yeah, I think they no, both come back, back, and I think that we get a villain narrative that's going to get this show another two seasons. Yeah, because they're in love. Uh, they broke <laughs> up, allegedly, but I don't Yeah, on the day second. of the finale. Yeah, okay, so sure. So convenient. Yeah, at least do it the day before. <laughs> oh, this is a really good one. This is an introspective one. If you were in Schwartz's position, 
what would you have done? Would you have spilled or hold the secret? Let's assume he knows, because we went into it in great depths. Let's assume he knows as much as we think that he does. Spill the beans. Absolutely. You have to. If you know that much, like that would eat me up inside. I wouldn't, I can't even say confidently that I would say it to like help Ariana in the situation or I guess like eventually like pseudo, but like I would be so guilt ridden. I wouldn't be able to hold it in. You know what I would tell somebody, maybe I wouldn't go to Ariana and blab, but I'd probably tell Katie what I would do. I would give him an ultimatum. I'd be like, you need to tell her by this date or I'm going to. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. That's exactly what I would do. Because then you're, look, I do get the people that are saying like, oh, it's his boy. Like, he wouldn't rat on your friend. Like, yeah, there is that aspect of it. it's too extreme. It's way too deep. This is different than like some, you know, you said you were going to dinner and you ended up going to a casino or like a strip club. And then like, you want to cover for your boy there. That's a different thing. This is a full-blown affair that will ruin lives. It did ruin lives. So I would give an ultimatum a very short window. As soon as I found out, I'd be like, dude, you got one week to tell her or I'm yeah. going to. I think that's the correct move as a friend. If there is a correct move here, other than just flat out telling her. I can tell you definitely that what Schwartz did is not the correct no, move. No, no, no. They, both of <laughs> the times... I don't know what the correct move is, and I don't know if there is one. But I am saying that definitely that whatever he did is not the right move. All right, we got two more. This one's going to be easy, but we haven't gotten one in a while, so I just want to read it. Boink, Mary kill from Kate Quenzer, a OG listener. Rob OG. Boink, Mary kill. Schwartz, Sandoval, James. This is this is easy as shit, but whatever. We've done this before. We did it before all of this dropped. Well, now you got to boink, Mary kill the three of them. I mean, got to kill Sandoval. That's the only answer. I don't think that's ever changed. Nope. Um, no one should marry Tom. Yeah, they marry James, and I guess point Tom if you have to. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna anger bang Schwartz. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're gonna marry James, and you're going to light Sandoval on fire. Yes, there you go. That's the answer to your question. And the last one, the one I was talking about, from Jamie McCoyd. I think I said that right. I love that you said you weren't going to tell me which one it is, but I would know anyway. Well, let me pointed out what let's it was. play the hindsight game then. Since you two are close friends with a business, how would you two handle a scandal? Oh, I guess we kind oh, of addressed oh. it already. I'd sue the pants off you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be See if you were a jorts under all those straight pants. up lawyers getting involved immediately. No, I would um I would buy the house next to you and I would shine a spotlight in your windows at all times. That's how you would handle a scandal? Yeah. Okay. Eddie is possible. I would go to your apartment when you weren't there. Um, I would put a walkie-talkie in a very obscure spot, <laughs> and I would play obnoxious noises very quietly so that you would have to ask people, like, did you hear that? But you've heard it so many times that you definitely know it's there, but other people wouldn't notice it because it's that quiet. But I would just keep playing a little annoying sound, and you'd be like, what is that? Did you hear that? Haunt me. You're gonna. Uh, I guess you're gonna drive not me crazy. Dead. Yeah. Haunt you? No. If you put a walkie-talkie somewhere, play some ghost noises. <laughs> no, <that was laughs> oh man! But look, that's all we got tonight. Um, I'm. Let's do our meps: mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. My meps are depleted. I got nothing left, Coach. Yeah, we gotta. 
hopefully a relaxing weekend ahead of us. And try to recoup. Recoup to bring you episode two. This is the official start of our two episode schedule because well, it'll like, be episode one of next week. Well, it'll be episode one of next week, but this is the first branch of the two episode yeah. series because we're just doing Vanderpump today. And then Monday, we're doing the rest of the week of Jersey, Summer House, all that good stuff. Atlanta, of course, where, like I said, we did watch it. We love it. We are really excited to talk about it. You'll get the full recap on Monday. So get ready for that. Um, anything else? You got anything else? Nope. My we did everything right. Gone. I got nothing left. Um, oh, follow us on everything. Um, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube, John. Give us a little click. Just hit subscribe, help us out. And last but not least, of course, July 26th, City Winery, New York City, the main city winery. There's a couple questions as to the location because there's a couple. It's the main city winery, July 26th with Zach. Come on out, get a ticket. It's going to be a blast. We're really excited. I can't wait. Genuinely. Me neither. Other than that, you got anything else? Nope. See you bitches Monday. Rob, bros are out of here.